Hi, I'm Scott Walker. Welcome to another episode of Freedom Fighters. Today, I'm here at the Reagan Ranch Center in Santa Barbara, California. In fact, I'm doing this podcast right here at the table, just like the one President Reagan did more than 40 different ones of his weekly radio address to the nation. Microphone the side, some of the images of him doing it right behind me. Ironically, the comments that received the most attention were not even included in his weekly radio address. In fact, on August 11, 1984, while at the ranch, the president was joking with the audio engineers from National Public Radio during the sound check. He said to them, my fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you that today I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. Unknown to him and the others at the ranch, the feed was already going out to radio stations across the country. Well, you can imagine what happened then. Well, later today, I'll be up in the mountains at the actual Reagan Ranch, which is about 40 minutes from where I'm at right now. Then Governor Ronald Reagan and First Lady Nancy Reagan actually purchased the ranch way back in 1974. It was called the Western White House during our 40th president's eight years in office. All told, they spent the equivalent of one of his eight years in office at the ranch. Now, cumulatively, obviously not all at one time. Reagan would go to the ranch to unwind and clear his mind, but he certainly didn't rest. In addition to riding his horses, the president would actually work all day long, from cleaning brush on his 18-some miles of trails to cutting telephone poles to erect his own fences. Reagan was a force of nature on their more than 680 acres of land. Typically, the president started the day with his presidential daily briefing, and he reviewed documents from his official staff and from the military personnel that was on location with him. Occasionally, he'd have other staff meet him at the ranch house, but they, they typically did not wander any further than the very front where there was a filled-in porch. The rest was for him and the first lady. Reagan said that if the ranch wasn't heaven, it was certainly in the same zip code. He repeatedly called it freedom, and you can understand why. On the grounds of the ranch, you can see his sense of freedom. The space was wide open and untamed, just like our country. He saw the untapped potential of this land and of the American people. In his ranch house, you can actually see his sense of frugality. You see, it's a small house and it's very simple. When he purchased the home, there were actually two twin beds left in the bedroom. And, and instead of throwing them out, Reagan actually tied them together with zip ties and put a queenside mattress on top. It was still too small, so he, he literally put a wooden bench at the end of his side of the bed to rest his feet. All of these things, plus his hats, his boots, his other personal items, they're all still there in the house, just like they left a day ago. Last month marked 23 years since Young America's Foundation bought the ranch from the Reagans, and it's preserved exactly as it was then. Today, the ranch is a fitting tribute to our 40th president. Along with the Reagan Ranch Center, where I'm at here today in Santa Barbara, the ranch, the ranch allows us to teach college and high school age students about the ideas and the ideals that he stood for, defending personal liberties, free enterprise, a strong national defense, and conservative values. Young America's Foundation, again, will host students, and I'm so excited about this, host students of the Reagan Ranch again this summer. If you're interested, please go to yaf.org slash events to sign up if you're a student or you just know a student and like to attend one of our life-changing activities. In addition to the Reagan Ranch, we'll actually be hosting 
uh, our first of a kind, a conference at the Reagan Boyhood Home in Dixon, Illinois, not too far from my place in Wisconsin. And we moved our National Conservative Student Conference from Washington, D.C. to the open state of Texas. Former Vice President Mike Pence will headline an impressive group of conservative speakers from across the country who all converge on Houston, Houston, Texas, early this August. Again, visit yf.org if you'd like to attend, or if you want to help sponsor a student or, or maybe even an entire program. In his farewell address, Ronald Reagan warned us that we had to do a better job of getting across to America is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and you know what? Freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs protection. Many of us saw that this week when we saw the video of a college professor berating a student just because that student said that he thought police officers are heroes. Now, he certainly acknowledged that there were some in the law enforcement field that were not good, but he stressed that that is true with plenty of other professions as well. He even asked his professor if she would call the police if she was in need of assistance. Amazingly, she kept attacking him. Similarly, I was aghast at a video released of a woman who was pulled over, pulled over by law enforcement for being on her phone. The driver, who claimed to be a teacher, kept belittling the police officer as call, and calling him a killer. She even called him a Mexican racist. Sadly, these are typical of so many of the people we see teaching our children today. And this is precisely why we need to start fighting back. We start with invoking our constitutional right to free speech so that conservative voices can be heard in schools and campuses all across the nation. Then, then we need to do a better job of explaining the difference between freedom and socialism. We can do it. We must do it. We will do it. I'm Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep fighting for freedom.